0: What's up, Party Crashers? Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. This is your host, Jerry. I'm really glad you're here. Real quick, however you found us, be sure to click subscribe, okay? You don't want to miss these. These these come out typically every Sunday and Wednesday. Sometimes life gets in the way. might be Monday and Wednesday. Uh, I'm thinking about adding another day of the week. Could be a Sunday, um, Wednesday, Friday kind of thing. Let me know your thoughts on that. Um, and if you can, give us a five-star rating, will you? Four stars? That's the friend zone. Five stars is love. And this is episode eight. So I think we're kind of podcast official at this point. Give us a five star, okay? Um, four stars just suck. Four stars suck, kind of like this past week in politics has sucked. I don't get a cookie for being the person that says I told you so. Um, but I, I, have been calling my shots lately, right? And I feel like, I almost feel like as a, I'm a sports fan. So I kind of believe in jinxes. I believe in science, totally believe in science. Um, but I believe in jinxes and, um, I had posted, uh, a memory, a Facebook memory, I'm giving away my age. Only people of a certain age post Facebook memories, and I'm, I'm of that age for sure. Um, and uh, in 2019, almost a year ago in 2019, I would posted a picture of the Kansas City football team's schedule. And all I said was that here is the schedule for the Super Bowl-bound I didn't say Kansas City football team. I used the name, but I'm no longer saying that name. And, you know, and I, and I said in that post, I'm calling my shot. And so when I reposted the memory, I'm like, I, I, I know how to call him. And in a way, in a way, unf- in the most unfortunate way, this is me. This is humble brag. I, I, all right, I, a confession confession. I haven't I haven't had a confession uh in a few episodes. So I'm going to confess to you now. I am I am low key a humble bragger. Um I just realized that even saying low key I'm a humble bragger, it's like a humble brag about being a humble bragger. It's kind of I it's kind of like inception. Okay? But we've talked about inception before. I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. Um, but, um, you know, I didn't feel good talking about, um, Brian Kemp last week and him suing, uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. Um, but we've got another example. I mean, it's almost like the very next day. Um, representative Ted Yoho, who it shouldn't surprise anyone that Ted is from the, from the state of Florida. I mean, Florida man. Florida man strikes again. So Florida man uh, had an encounter where he accosted uh, AOC. um, I'm sorry, AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's from the 14th District from the state of New York. And said some, I don't know, said some things that, uh, a man should never say to a woman. Indefinitely something that a fellow member of Congress should never say to a, another member of Congress. Um, as you might imagine, um, this did not go well. I should note, by the way, um, the incident happened earlier that week. The apology The apology from Representative Yoho, I believe, was either on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, His apology on the House floor was really pathetic. I wish I could say, um, well, actually, you know what I would say? Go to YouTube and watch Representative Yoho's apology, in air quotes, I use air quotes a lot, Um, for his actions. He didn't. He didn't actually apologize to AOC, by the way. Um, but if you're going to watch anything from the House floor from last week, and if you only have one thing to watch, I would prefer that you watched AOC's response to um, Congressperson Yoho's apology. Um, I said it last week, and I'm just going to say it again, guys. Cut it out. Cut it out, man. It's not a good look. And if you're an elected official, you don't address other elected officials that way. You refer to that person as congressman, congresswoman. You don't have to agree, but I feel like that politics in general um, has gotten very personal. And it's one thing when it's you and I. Is it you and I? It's you and me. Is it I? You and I? You and me? English majors? You can correct me on that? What's the proper usage here? Um, But when it's us... (laughs) When it's us... I get it. I get it. But when it's elected officials... uh, You don't... You don't... You don't do that. And... um, I would be interested to know what your thoughts are. um, on, On that whole... On that whole exchange Um, but to me it was just very sad Um, very sad that we have people who are sitting in positions of high office who would speak to another elected official uh, in that way but it doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me because a he's from Florida um, and it just doesn't surprise me anymore because um, the Republican Party that I knew um, isn't that party anymore. Um, and I, but I need to put my cards on the table. I've never been a, a real fan of the Republican Party, so I don't know what I don't know why I'm like fond fond of the party that I used to hate. Um, Now it's just, it's a party that I don't see how anyone can admire or respect, right? Um, But it's par for the course. It's par for the course. Uh, I do feel for my friends who are true conservatives, true Republicans. Um, I should say that when I say I hate the party, I don't hate the people. Um, You know, my, my whole thing is... When it comes to elections, it is about winning. And I don't like to lose. That's another thing about me. That's a confession. I am competitive. I, I like winning, um, but I hate losing. I cannot stand it. Um, and it could be anything. It could be anything at all, but losing just sucks. So um, when I say I I hate the Republican Party or the Republican Party as it used to exist, I don't really hate that party. It's just saying that I'm trying to win, and when they win, it causes me to lose, and I hate that feeling. So I guess I should say I hate losing. I hate losing to the Republican Party. But politics aside, especially politics. Elections, okay, that, actually I'm not gonna leave that just yet Today is July 26 2020 We are exactly 100 days from the uh, next federal uh, election where we'll be Deciding who uh, our next president will be whether it's the current president or a different person Um And there's all sorts of things hanging in the balance. Uh, Primarily, the future of the Supreme Court, really, for the next generation. Um, Control of the House and Senate are in play. There's a lot of, and there's just a lot of, there are a lot of seats that are in flux right now. Um, So I'm here in Kansas City. Um, I know I've talked about this before. Barbara Boulier. In Kansas has a chance. I'm fascinated by the GOP primary uh, for Senate. Uh, They're moving. uh, Pat Roberts has retired. Long-term Senator Pat Roberts. Shout out to Pat Roberts. Long-time conservative. I don't agree with his politics, but I am not going to sit here and say that he has not served his constituency well. I know that I'm going to get people to at me. I know Senator Roberts has taken positions that, as a Democrat, um, I don't like and that we don't like. But Senator Pat Roberts, right, wrong, or indifferent, served the state of Kansas well. Job well done. Shout out to Senator Roberts. Um, But his seat is open. And, man, you've got uh, Roger Marshall, who I I don't really know much about, uh, and Chris Kobach, Chris Kobach, man, I got to tell you, he has had an incredible losing streak, and I would hate to see that streak end uh, in 2020. Um, Chris Kobach has, you find me an immigration bill uh, over the past 10 years that absolutely disgusts you. Any bill, pick one. And Chris Kobach's name will be all over it, maybe not his name, probably not his name, but his fingerprints, will be all over that crappy ass immigration bill. That is the person who could very well represent the GOP in the November uh, general election for the US Senate seat in Kansas. I know there are some of you in Kansas who are hopeful that he is the GOP nominee, Because that might open the door for um, Dr. Bollier, who, uh, until recently, was a Republican who switched over to Democrat uh, a couple years ago. Um, But you don't want to, you got to be careful what you wish for. Um, Don't go wishing for Chris Kobach. Okay. Um, There was this game we used to play as a kid and we used to freak people out. The idea of like if you said Bloody Mary's name while looking into a mirror, you know, three times that Bloody Mary would appear. So the whole thing was like you don't don't be calling on Bloody Mary. okay? Um, I don't know. Did you all have games like that? I don't know if you had games like that, but we certainly had games like that. Uh, And I never made it to three times. I never I never made it to calling uh, Bloody Mary three times. But don't go wishing for Chris Koba Because anything could happen. After that I, I distinctly remember thinking man if the GOP selects Donald Trump as um, as their nominee Hillary Clinton will walk into the White House and we all see how that worked out but I mean but in this in what this we what we get is what we got right um, so it's par for the course for Washington um, I did. I was. Ho- I touched on this in the last pod, but um, but it has Kansas City ties, um, and I wish that it didn't. I wish that it didn't. Um, so one of the things that's been in the news uh, over the past few days has been um, Project Legend. I'm sorry, Operation Legend. Operation Legend gets his name after the the, the, the toddler who was uh, shot and killed here in in, uh, in Kansas City. Um, but w- why it's making the news is, first of all, and we talked about this last time. Bill Barr, you know, at the press conference talking about this operation's like, yeah, Kansas City has had two hundred arrests. This, I mean, this pro- this operation's a huge success. We found out at the time uh, there was only one arrest. Um, coincidentally, um, there's now been four, so they're still one fiftieth of the way there to that 200. Um, but what's been confusing is that um, our mayor, whom I, I like, by the way, uh, I've had to, I don't know him. I've met him a couple times, been in meetings with him a couple times, but I don't Ooh. know. him. But I like him. Um, the confusion has been centering around the fact that, um, he's been on television saying that he didn't know that the, the assistance in air quotes being offered, uh, by the federal government to, to, to deal with, uh, our murder issue, uh, in Kansas city, he didn't know it was going to be kind of what it is. Um, And what's been problematic with that response is um, so on July 8th, the federal government is like, yes, we're doing it. We're calling it Operation Legend. This is what it's going to do. We're looking at Kansas City. We're looking at Chicago. We're looking at Albuquerque. Uh, The problem with him saying that he didn't know anything about the operation is that on July 7th, uh, a letter with uh, his name on it, was uh, written uh, in support of the federal government for this very operation. Um, so, on its face, it kind of looks like, well, what are you doing here, Mayor Lucas? You said you didn't know anything about it, but yet we see a letter um, dated July 7th saying that you were in support of this. Um And the confusion has been caused because there are people working for the mayor who who essentially gave a green light to federal agents descending into Kansas City without the very specific go-ahead from the mayor to do this. and that's a problem. Uh, so in, in, in my city, in Kansas City, um, Kansas City, and I think we talked about this a few episodes ago. We have our issues here with law enforcement. Um, and, our, and our issues go back to um, the mob days. Go, you know, They go back as far as early as the 1920s, 1930s. Um, but Kansas City does not have local control of their police department. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, We could spend a whole separate podcast going into to why that is. Um, but there have been issues here recently, uh, especially in the wake of the murders of Breonna Taylor, which, another sidebar, I have lost track of the total number of days, but it's too many. Um, her murderers need to be arrested. Her murderers need to stop going on vacation in Florida, again, Florida, living their best life. They need to be arrested. Uh, Shout out to the WNBA. Shout out to the WNBA um, for all the things that they've been doing um, on the court, specifically this week. Um, they, their season, uh, began this weekend. Um, and, but all the things that they've been doing off the court as well, shout out to the WNBA. Um, but to, to give the support for federal troops to come into a city where we don't have local control, we have a police department that is clearly at odds with the people Of Kansas City I should note not all of the people of Kansas City just just the black folks here in Kansas City the black folks here in Kansas City um, have a serious issue with um, chief Rick Smith those who are white not only do not have a problem with him they absolutely love him over the moon for him Um, so the policing is definitely a tale of two cities here uh, in Kansas City. Um, so we have our issues with that. We've got a police department that is at odds with our prosecutor's office. The prosecutor's office uh, dropped the charges and, and you all can fact check me on this. I believe it was like at least 120 folks who were arrested during the protest, um, peaceful protest. Um, and so to add this level of complexity, for a staff a couple of staffers to take it upon themselves to say yes mr president we want your federal troops here is the height of irresponsibility and and i would dare say it is a i look i'm i'm just saying i i personally believe that the mayor has put a lot of trust into his staff and with this they have violated that trust and have really put the city of kansas city into a pickle by doing this action and look i I don't i don't know the mayor i don't know his staff um but they really screwed this up and we have and and for them to say yes Here's the thing. To say yes in the context of what we're all seeing in Portland, it tells me, it tells me that they aren't seeing the bigger picture. They're not seeing the long game. They are not seeing themselves as being played, which we are. I can hear DJ Khaled right now saying, don't play yourself. Kansas City. Kansas City is getting played, right? And I don't know if you've seen it, it, the things that are happening right now in Portland. And I know we talked about this on Wednesday, but it bears repeating that the images that have been coming out of Portland are frightening. The mayor got pepper spread by these federal troops and air quotes. Many of them are are contractors. They could be Blackwater. There's a, there's another group. Um, we don't know anything about them. We do know that. Um, so whenever you hear that, Oh, they are ice. Oh, they're DHS. Know that they are contracted by those entities, but they are not necessarily trained by or like have or are tenured or experienced troops. Um, I don't know how you you give you give the AOK to federal troops descending into your city when you see something like that in Portland. That is so irresponsible. I'm just disappointed. I'm I'm disappointed because I do feel like the mayor really does have his pulse on his finger in the pulse of the people of this town. And many of you probably, probably live in places where you've got those folks, um, whether it's a mayor, city council person, um, shout out to Councilwoman Melissa Robinson, who I feel absolutely has her finger in the pulse uh, here in Kansas City. Um, I, I'm just going to, another sidebar. I don't know about where you live, but here in Kansas City, the COVID testing and tracing has been absolutely abysmal. And I would say, and I, I've said this on, on, on another podcast I was recently on, I do believe that if it weren't for Councilwoman Robinson, and if it weren't for um, for public health director, um, Dr. Rex Archer, shout out to Dr. Archer, that if it weren't for them pushing the ball on this, I don't think we'd have any testing on the east side of Kansas City. East side of Kansas City, east side... East of Troost, Troost Avenue, for those who aren't from Kansas City, is our racial dividing line. It's a street um, that runs north and south, Um, and if you're east of Troost, um, the further east you go, um, the less, I don't know, almost everything is less. The less likely you are to have a job that offers you health insurance, the less likely uh, you are to reach the um, average life expectancy, the less likely you are um, to have um, a high school diploma, college degree, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Further west you go, all those things improve from um but, um but seeing the mayor of Portland um, being tear gassed, seeing the wall of moms, I gotta tell you, I, the 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 wall of moms is just—it's really moving me. And there was one picture in particular, um, where it's one of these federal goons um, who are who are accosting one of these women, and she's clearly terrified. These are strangers. In their city who have who have invaded their city and are literally just snatching people off the streets and so I don't know basically here's what I'm asking here's what I'm asking for the mayor to do Um, you send a letter saying you support it and I think I think that he's already sent a letter and signed it with other mayors I I think it needs to be very clear that this (laughs) that this is a take back Um, and I know that the president is with this is a, is a no take back kind of person, um, but we need to take back. We cannot have Portland happening anywhere, and in, including Portland, we just can't have it. It pisses me off. Um, we want to keep Portland weird, and we want to keep Portland safe. Um, so shout out to you, Brian. Um, Shout out to Brian and your family in Portland. I hope you all are safe. Um, And, man, Portland. I don't know if you heard about what happened in Austin last night. Garrett Foster um, was shot and killed last night. Garrett Foster is a a veteran of U.S. Armed Services um, and has been participating in um, Black Lives Matter, Protests in Austin, which have been peaceful um, Garrett because he lives in the state of Texas, which is an open carry state by the way was carrying uh, an assault weapon on his shoulder Because you have the right to do that in Texas just like what we've seen uh, over this past few months in you know in Texas in Virginia, in North Carolina, in Michigan, where armed citizens um, who are practicing their First Amendment rights, um, you know, making protests, and and all did so safely, all did so without harm to themselves or anyone else. Um, But last night, um, Garrett Foster and his fiancee, who is wheelchair bound, Uh, were a part of um, were part of the protest and a car um, based on video accounts that I saw um, Was attempting to make its way through the street that had been blocked off Specifically for this protest, but was attempting nonetheless to make its way through this crowd One might say that this car was attempting to essentially reenact what we saw in Charlottesville almost three years ago. Um, But as you might imagine, Mr. Foster, who's aiding his fiancee, who's wheelchair-bound, as this car is making its way through the crowd, uh, Garrett Foster approaches the car, probably with some choice words, As you might imagine like that you this car is putting a lot of folks at risk Uh, but because mr. Foster had a firearm a a a, an assault weapon um, the person in the car felt threatened in air quotes And fired several shots. I believe the number of uh, shot count is five. He at least hit uh, Mr. Foster with five shots from inside the car. And killed him. In front of his fiance. And in front of all of these protesters. And uh, I, I, I don't know. Like here's the thing. Laws apply to everyone. It and they don't always apply equally; they certainly don't apply equitably. But all rules apply and should in the ideas that they re, they apply to everyone. So if Garrett Foster is carrying a weapon, protesting Black Lives Matter, the outcome should be the same as someone who's carrying a same firearm who is protesting because they have to wear a mask and they want their Dunkin Donuts shop to reopen. They should both be able to make it home alive and safe. And this person, a group of persons who decided that they were going to disrupt the peaceful protest and decide that they were gonna feel threatened and fire upon and kill Mr. Foster and and immediately endanger the lives of all of those peaceful protesters. You know, it's just, it's racism run amok. The cause of all of what happened last night, the cause of what we're seeing in Portland, the cause of what we're seeing with Operation Legend, Honestly, the the stuff I talked about last week and and the stuff we talked about at the front of the show with Yoho and AOC, it's all racism. There is nothing that racism doesn't ruin. Racism is our original sin, as it were. And it destroys literally everything. It touches so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this it is time that we begin talking about abolishing racism in the same way that we abolished slavery I'm saying that and I think it's consistent with being anti-racist um, but it's time to abolish racism it is um, not enough to be educated on it it is not enough to be like Susan Collins I feel like I feel like as a country we've all been a nation of Susan Collinses. we've all been gravely concerned about racism but then never really do anything about it uh, when it's time to actually do something about it um, it's time to abolish it um, and I, I, in a hundred days in a hundred days we have the opportunity to take our first step to to at least stop the militarization of racist ideas um, but that's, that's only phase one of abolishing racism. 100 days, folks. Um, make it count. Um, I don't have a high note or uh, a really good transition. Um, so I'm just going to say, I mean, I think, it, I think uh, there's a tie. Usually on these shows, if you're new to the show, I usually like to end the show with this day in history. Um, So it's fitting that on July, at the day of recording, July 26th, that on this day in history in 1947, uh, President Harry Truman from Independence, Missouri, Independence, Missouri is part of the Kansas City Metro. So I I just like to say that, you know, Truman is from Kansas City. Um, He signed the, uh, into law, the National Security Act this day, 1947. So, you know, considering the president, you know, our current president has been at war with, gosh, um, I feel like all different parts of this. Uh, The National Security Council was created, obviously, with the National Security Act. But uh, before then, we didn't have a Department of Defense. We didn't actually have an Air Force. You know that? That the National Security Act established the Air Force. Um, Shout out to my friend Jason. Jason May. I don't know if you're listening, but shout out to you. Um, Longtime Air Force man. Set up the Joint Chiefs. And also set up the CIA. Um, I thought that was an interesting interesting factoid. Uh, But yeah. So this day has some significance. Um, I don't think uh, President Truman could have ever imagined uh, a president carrying on this way. It's so interesting, isn't it? President Truman was the buck stops here. And our current president famously said that he takes no responsibility for COVID. Honestly, he doesn't take responsibility for anything. Um. But what what are those what are the five words? Honestly, Trump may have scored better on the memory test than me. I don't know. What is it? Uh woman, person, man, camera, TV. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? So they go from President Truman to this guy. The buck stops here to The president who takes no responsibility. Um, This day is chock full, though, um, with celebrity birthdays today. Uh, Jason Statham. It's his birthday today. You know Jason Statham. The transporter. Uh, He was in the last two or three of the Fast and Furious movies. He's kind of like Tom Cruise in that way. That Jason Satham really is just portraying himself as just this badass. Um, and the name of the, the name of the movie doesn't matter. He's just a dude that kicks a bunch of ass. Um, Kate Beckinsale, Underworld. Um, those, I mean, the tight leather pant wearing um, werewolf killer. Her Instagram is hilarious, by the way. Um, she might be one of the best follows. On Instagram, Sandra Bullock. Blindside. I got. I know. I know that um, a lot of the 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 parts of the Blindside, as we now know, have been fictionalized, but I love that movie, and I I don't care if it. You know, the, I get it. It is chock full with white saviorism. I get it. I understand it, and I, I still love the movie. Um. You, the thing with Sandra Bullock, though, you know what's interesting? Um, do you remember the movie she did a couple years ago on Netflix, Bird Box? Was it? It was Bird Box, right? Um, and there were all these people who were doing the Bird Box challenge, where they would put a bandana over their eyes and they would try to do stuff that we we looked at Bird Box and we just laughed like, oh, how stupid is this, right? Who would ever, you know, like have to you know, wear a bandana over their eyes just in order to live? And now we got people who won't even wear a mask over their mouth and their nose to survive. So y'all stop hating on Sandra Bullock and Bird Box because there's a whole bunch of you out there who would rather spread a killer virus than, than wear a mask. Speaking of masks, Stanley Kubrick. Eyes wide shut. Now, say what you want about Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. That movie was fire. That movie was fire. Um, Not anywhere close to Stanley Kubrick's best work. In fact, I'm not sure if Stanley Kubrick was able to finish it. I think he may have passed. Um, I don't know if it was in the filming stages or editing stages. But Clockwork Orange... Are you kidding me? The Shining. I'm a grown ass man, and The Shining still gets to me. Still gets to me. Um, what was that? You're my favorite bartender, Floyd. I don't know. It's not really a spoiler, but you know, if you haven't seen The Shining by now, you're not going to see it. And 2001. I still, I would say, for the money, the, the greatest space movie ever made. Don't at me, Star Wars people. Uh, Mick Jagger. It's Mick Jagger's birthday today. Um, the Rolling Stones were way cooler than the Beatles. Can we agree on that? I think we can all agree on that, right? I mean, I'm not saying that the Rolling Stones were better. I'm just saying that they were way more cool than uh, than the Beatles. Um, you got a problem with that? You can hit me up uh, on Instagram. At, I'm at the dot uninvited dot podcast I don't know why I did it that way I just did the uninvited podcast on Instagram uh, hit me up in the DMs if you got a problem uh, with me saying that uh, the Rolling Stones were way more cool than the Beatles or anything that I talked about here today um, you know I said it last time I'm just gonna say it again um, take care of yourself um, be well and um, let's just get through this the best way we can um, and I hope that that best way we can uh, includes the next 100 days doing our best oh here, here's the thing here's something that you can do for me besides clicking subscribe and giving us five stars all that's really cool here's what I would really love do this for me will you make sure that a you're eligible to vote right B Make sure you are registered to vote. And if you're not registered for the November election, you can get registered. Uh, You guys fact check me. I think it's vote.org. We'll tell you what you need to do. And then thirdly, please, please, please make a plan to vote on November 3rd. If you're here in Missouri, August 4th is a primary in which we're voting for Medicaid expansion. Please vote. Mm, I can't tell you how to vote. I'm just saying that Medicaid expansion would be truly beneficial and transformative for the people of the state and the people here in Kansas City. Uh, Make sure you vote on August 4th. Make sure you have a a voting plan for the 4th. And also make sure you have a voting plan for November 3rd. That is very, very important. Until we get together on Wednesday, uh, you all be well. And I will see you next time on The Uninvited.